Uh, I just want to lie. Is that too much to ask? And if it is, I guess I'm taking my force just to make the mad. Had a lot of time to think with the little time that I had. I gotta get this for myself and that's explaining why. I just want to lie. Is that too much to ask? If it's too much for me to carry, don't worry, I brought some bags. I'm prepared for everything while they doubt me and that's just sad. When that time come, I'ma have them feeling bad. Just a little mad that they missed the glow up. Half of them won't show up. Tell them take a seat, let them get caught up in this a brand new episode of threes from the ring this your boy chris j and right now i hate mario hazonia but it is what it is but they try go ahead and introduce yeah. yourself this trail of sound it be like that sometimes words to live by it is what it is but uh this is episode 23 our jordan episode so this should be our goat episode but <laughs> And only 23, I'm not mad at right now. But, um, but yeah, so this has been, a, I would say, a pretty exciting week for basketball. College basketball especially, which we'll dwell into in a little bit. But uh, also in the NBA in itself. So, uh, let's, talk, let's just go ahead and just talk about what happened today in the league. And let's just go ahead with the bad news. So, the Lakers lost another game. And we are both are in acceptance stage of the fact that the Lakers just are going to be trash this year and will continue to be trash and do whatever they can to try to tank and by miracle get Zion, which is a very low percentage chance. But the fact of the matter is it's still very much important that certain games just look winnable. And when you go against the New York Knicks, which is arguably the worst team based on record, there's no reason why that we have a double-digit lead. You let them go on a 15-1 run in the last three minutes, and you lose, and LeBron James gets blocked by Mario Hazonia. And, yes, I understand that everybody throughout the, yes, Mario Hazonia has dunked on Greek Freak and done X, Y, and Z. It's still the fact that it's Mario Hazonia, G. I just have to let that out. Is Mario Hazonia G? Yes, he played probably one of the best defense until he to the Olympics next year. Is it next year? What's twenty? Yeah, twenty nine years. So next year in the Olympics, when he actually has to go against a uh, talent of the USA and probably play for his country's pride and all of that. But regardless of the fact, it's Mario Hazonia, and that's what hurts. It makes it all very much sad. What? So, yeah, that's all I got to say. And shout out to C-Mac saying right in the background because he co-signs. Look, other than C-Mac, you know, doing his uh, legal activities, uh, I don't care. Like, it's like one, okay, yeah, he got blocked Mario Zanya. Poo-poo. Niggas get blocked every day. Two, yeah, Mario Zanya's in the NBA for a reason. And he said in his post-game interview, like, nigga, it's not so much of a bad thing by Braun, but it's a good defense by Mario Zaga. He didn't say that, but he said, like, LeBron is the – he said something like, LeBron is the most unguardable, you know, one of the most unguardable players in the world. And I respect that or something like that. Then he said, but, you know, why be scared? He wasn't scared. That's, that's you know, shout out to Mario Zaga. I don't care that he brought Braun again. I don't – this season is a dump anyway. I don't see why people over freaking react this Way more things that, that went wrong in the season than LeBron get dunked on Mario Hazonia and him sitting on the edge of the bench. Like, it, it, like, look at the bigger thing. Look at how bad the team is. Look at how 
injuries, you know, really failed to tear that there was no plan B, like we said last week. Like, I mean, two weeks ago. Like, it, it's, it's bigger and bad things. Yeah, LeBron getting blocked sucks. But also, like, it happens. If this happened freaking February 3rd, all it would be just a meme. Nobody would say anything about it. They missed the playoffs by losing to Memphis. All right, we accepted that. Now, let's look at this and go forward and say any L that they get is just because it's a bad basketball team. I don't care if they're 5 and 18 without LeBron. I don't care if if they're. I'm, I'm doing something. Come on, man. Like, I'm going to podcast. Get about. I'm serious. I'm not playing. Like, uh, I don't really care if it's. Um, uh, I, I, I gotta get out of this place. But, um,. I gotta. Uh, I, I lost my train of thought, but I don't care for the. I don't. I don't really care if they lose. I don't really care if LeBron got blocked for Mario Zonia. Anybody else? DeAndre Jordan did the play. We gonna be like he got blocked by DeAndre Jordan. No, the nigga got blocked. I don't care. Yeah, it's Mario Zonia, but we overreacted. It's legit overreaction, dude. I guess LeBron literally is basketball media at this point. Like, if this happened to anybody else, no one would care. Literally, no one would care. Last night, Russell Westbrook legit only was able to score three points on Goddard, uh, what's his name, on Clay Thompson. Nobody batted in the eye with that dude, was, but he was like, I forgot what random Goddard thing from the three-pointer, but I don't think he made a shot, or he made only one three. So, like, he was like, nobody said anything. Somebody said a goddamn thing when their whole team was healthy and KD didn't even think about playing. Like, nobody said anything that, like, like um, I, I can go on and on about how, you know, it was way bigger things than LeBron getting blocked by Mario Zion and niggas crying and bringing up Kobe stats and stuff like that. Like, it's, 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 it's bigger than that. I, it's weird how, how much, and I don't know, I'm into like sports, social media for the first time. But it's really weird how much one nigga can gravitate so much, like, fucking nonsense. Like, niggas out here got darn huddling over a bar in like he just won a goddamn basketball, like a chip or something, yo. Like, the nigga blocked. He did what he was supposed to do. <laughs> what he doing? Was he supposed to bow down and, and let Daikin rub his nutsacks against his face? No, he, he did. He, he did exactly like so. Yeah, LeBron got blocked by Mario Zaya. Is, is, is it a learning experience for LeBron? No, because he's freaking LeBron James. Is it a situation you look back and say, huh, that Lakers team really, really trash? Yes, because they blew a freaking league in three minutes. Didn't score. I think what they scored like five points in the fourth quarter. Hold on, let me look real quick. If they score only five in the fourth quarter, that that doesn't really help their case at all. I think Brown was the five, and that goes to a he was five. Yeah, yeah, I think you say he was like five for fifteen in the fourth quarter, yeah. which is why are you shooting fifteen times when you got Kyle Kuzma on your team. That's uh, my thing. Damn, the nigga was eleven for twenty six, but uh, no, they got, got they got outscored thirty to twenty seven in the fourth quarter. In the fourth, but like in the last few minutes, I think they had like five points. Let me see. Let me see. They're by 11. Left under three and a half minutes. Charge back large because defense against James. Isn't shot. Actually, blah, blah, blah. 
And let's see. Yeah, they don't really say, but there was some. There was something bogus in the last. In the last yeah. uh, seconds of that game, it was like that. It was, it was trash. Well, yeah, like, I don't, it's weird. It's, it's getting annoying to me because I'm like, I'm the only one who actually watching for that whole entire team and not seeing what Braun doing. Like, LA fans are some straight vaginas, bro. Like, oh, I didn't move into the team in the first place. Nigga, what? Like, what? Like, I, I, I understand that they never really had a star. Is Maddie Johnson was on that team, and yes, I mean that. Like Kobe was big, but he wasn't a nigga who had the whole entire press around him every six seconds. He was known for shooting the basketball a lot, but like, like I didn't ever have somebody bigger than Got Darn LA in their Got Darn locker room, and they don't know what to do. Like the fans don't know what to do about that. They really are crybabies, bro. Like they really, they never had somebody bigger than a purple and gold in their locker room, and they their minds are legit breaking. And it's, it's one, it's freaking hilarious. And two, it's like, shut up. Like, it's way, it's way worse teams out there than you. You're in a perfect situation. If, if all fails, you have LeBron James as a, as a, as a bargaining chip. Like, shut up. And if that bump, you can use him to grab asset. You know how many first round picks? I don't care what anybody think. A be- any person with a basketball man to know if somebody offered LeBron James next year, yeah, we go for that. We go, th- we, we, we go all in. Go to State Warriors, we go all in. Anybody with the inkling of a best. So I don't want to hear this all at all because of LeBron. No, that, 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 that guy that's really, really positive on your team just can create a good team. And now niggas reaping the, the benefit. <laughs> <laughs> He's, he, he, he's creeping, he and our fans really, are like, really you got a really trash fan base. Like a really garbage fan base, dude. The thing is about the... There's no excuse for it. Like, I, yeah, I I'm not I trying to excuse it at all. I don't want to hear that they used to winning because it's been since... No, I wasn't going to say that either. Like, shit's trash, bro. Yeah, the like, thing the is LA about the Lakers fan base... And even Kobe called them out on it in the beginning of the season is the fact that it's a mix of Kobe's, Kobe fans, people who are more Kobe fans than Laker fans, and Lakers fans. And the thing is, like, it's really hard to tell who's who at times solely because, like, the, I feel like it's easy to tell when a Kobe fan, but, like, at the same time, like, they – just because Kobe will claim he bleeds purple and gold every goddamn day, they feel like they got to bleed purple and gold every goddamn day, but I feel like that they get wet off Kobe mixed uh, highlight tapes every goddamn day. So that's the frustrating thing about when you look at their fan base because they still get so moist over Kobe without realizing like literally Kobe is also part of the reason why it was hard to freaking rebuild. They forget that niggas did not want to play with Kobe during his last years of his career solely because they saw how that organization did Dwight Howard dirty and all of that. People forget that literally that they will bring in people for free agency meetings. And this is way and, and people say nobody don't want to play with LeBron. Let's talk about how the fact nobody wants to play with played with Kobe. Don't sit there and sit there and say Paul Gasol because he got traded. Dwight Howard got traded. Steve Nash got, well, he actually got signed. 
old did he get traded? I don't remember. But he, they, but literally, those are the last niggas that literally nobody wanted to play with Kobe. Lamarcus Aldridge. Then when he was the, which is still one of the weirdest free agencies ever, was that he was the biggest free agency yeah. available. Did not want to go to the Lakers. And niggas used the excuse well he ain't got the heart for it. Nigga went to play with Pop. He got the heart. And proceeded to get trash can Tim Duncan and do something about it. Exactly. And stay. And stay. Exactly. Because literally, he asked for a trade, and we know what Pop did. Say, no, no, bro. We, I got you. Don't worry. We're going to work dig- it out. Yeah, we worked it out. But, yeah, but literally, I, like, I need Lakers. I need Kobe stands as a whole to realize that the Lakers gave Kobe a contract so suffocating. That they couldn't even build a team while Kobe's body died. Now, did Kobe deserve that contract? Yes, because it was a one of lifetime achievement contracts. But at the same time, when you sit there and think about it, that contract suffocated the organization to the point where it was just like, we're going to be ass. While Kobe is literally in a freaking cast every goddamn day. But people don't want to talk about that. But let's talk about the fact that Really, oh, yeah, the rumors that Kawhi may not want to play with LeBron. Okay, cool. Okay. But There's way to if Magic Johnson. I'm tired of talking about the Lakers on podcast. I understand the world revolves around LeBron. Exactly. But Unfortunately. Like, <laughs> but, like, there's way more. And it's going to imagine if he will be a great. And, yeah, I was going to do what he said. No, he's a rookie at this. And that he was as a special magic. But if you have any inkling of basketball, man, the big three, what, Kyrie, KD, and Goddard, Kawhi Leonard, there's all the basketball players you can make a championship team around. Because you yep. have LeBron James. Yep. Like, so there's no excuse on the simple fact that, oh, KD don't want to play. That's one dude that LeBron James owned for only not, for, for what, two finals, G, just because he was with the Golden State Warriors. Who, who's the other guy? Kyrie? Literally is LeBron's son. <laughs> Who's the other guy? Kawhi? Well, I can't speak Kawhi again, you know, when the MVP off right here. Other than that, it's other niggas in that phrase. You got Kimba. Nigga, you got God darn. I'm going to keep saying this and niggas know. Nikola Vucevic is cold. 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 And no. Nobody talking about the Lakers can use him. The Lakers, even if they freaking get a god darn um, uh, 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 Clay Thompson or or what you gonna call it, you're gonna need a center. That nigga's right there waiting. What you gonna call is not gonna give him the goddamn max. Orlando's not gonna give him max because they trying to rebuild for the 18th time. So like, you 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 take you take that. You look at that like Nikola Vucevic is literally uh, 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 a person that LeBron James can pass it to in the post that he can pass it to, and, and Nikola Vucevic is a person who's not afraid to take a shot. And I don't even watch Magic James game. So you, it's, it's more it's people like Jimmy Butler out there who would love the spotlight of LA and realize that he, hey, guess what? You might not be able to clip LeBron, but you can do something. You know, you it's, you got Kimber, you got. You got Chris Middleton, people that you could build around LeBron James, and then you start to trade. Like it's it's much more than freaking KD and got dark Kawhi out there. Like it, it it it's really annoying. Like I'm, I'm telling you right now, I'm 23 years old. 
So when, when the English of time I can start when there were best ballers around when Shaq and Kobe were got on doing their thing. And guess what? I still barely remember anything. But I, I, a person who who knows about anything that involves making things work will tell you that yo, this whole free agency just don't revolve around the three niggas, bro. Yes, the three niggas is gonna be big parts. But if if one of them niggas go to the LA Clippers, they got a contender. Guess what? Golden State still wins the West, and that's a fact. If two of them, if one of them go to, if one of them niggas go to New York, guess what? New York ain't can't do. I mean, New York ain't gonna um, ain't gonna change anything. Cause guess what? Philly's gonna own the East. Greek Freaks gonna own the East. So it's it's at this point it's like that. You're you're the Lakers are in a perfect situation is to build a organically team or organic and do something that most teams couldn't really do, and that's build a perfect team for Bron to succeed. A lot of teams wasn't like that. You can even say the God darn the, the, the only thing it was with a team you want to chip with because you surrounded him around shooters and, and things of that nature. You, you gave him uh, 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 the most perfect rob. But the Heat team was literally, yeah, you put three stars together, something going to happen out of it no matter what. And I'm LeBron freaking day. But I was like, this whole Lakers thing, like, bro, I kind of wish you never went to Lakers, bro, because this is some – it really shows some niggas are some real crybabies, bro. Like, they they crying. Nigga, you been losing for, like, what Kobe down. So you you want LeBron James to go so he don't, he, what, he don't go to the playoffs at all or lose in the first round? Like, what the fuck? Like, it's stupid. Like, like who, who, who smart? The nigga Tori Keeley's trying to do that stuff. Like, that's why I'm like, man, it's, it never was the same. That nigga started looking like god darn freaking, what's that nigga name? Most Spates when that nigga came back from them killing tears, bro. Like, <laughs> like, like, bro, I don't want to hear none of that. Like, yeah, the nigga, I don't want to hear no LA playing it if Kobe was doing it. Kobe at the same age LeBron was did not make the playoffs. And I'm like, well, he got a this kill. Yeah, because he tried to take that trash team to a playoff. Garbage, man. Like legit. Like they fan base is garbage, bro. It's worse than the Knicks. The Knicks are content. <laughs> like they just saw the goddamn unicorn get traded away for nothing. The Knicks are content. Bulls fans content. We know that AI team trash, but first thing first, we're not gonna blame them on the players. We're gonna blame the front office because they built this goddamn thing. Content. I don't even know if Orlando fans, but I'm pretty sure they're content. It's weird. It's honestly weird. Like, these niggas are pussies, bro. They really, I try not to say that throughout the whole entire time. But these niggas are pussies, bro. <laughs> like, what the heck? I thought these, I thought LA niggas were hard. I'm beginning to think half y'all got their LA fan base is niggas who get wet off Cody high types of Asians. And the occasional white dude that, that, that stands at the water and cooler and say, oh, how about the Lakers? Huh? Dumb motherfucker, bro. Anybody in their right mind will take LeBron James right now and they will trade everybody except if their name is Kawhi, Greek Freak, KD, Steph Curry, Russell Westbrook. But everybody else on James the Harden. entire league will be traded for him and harder. Niggas should have went to Philly, bro. They would have been they would have been close to right now. Dayton are probably 60 wins. 
but he decided to take his talent to the gay old town of goddamn L.A. I don't even want to go there for three. I probably started like the pussy probably contagious over there, and not in a good way. <laughs> All right, let's move on. So that Bucks and Phillies game, while we were in the topic of Philly and uh, slightly bringing up the Bucks. All I'm gonna say is I thought like I really wish I saw the game and I know you saw a portion of it and you are mad that you missed the end of it. But extremely bad. Yes, I know. But all I'm gonna say is, gee, I kinda hope these niggas meet in the Easter Conference Finals. Whew, if we're if 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 we're gonna get a game that exciting, I really wanna so see seven, this in the Easter the Conference Finals. Yeah, yeah, seven games. Like, yes. Like, I don't think every game Greek Freak may drop 30 on the combination of Ben Simmons, Embiid, and uh, Jimmy. But at the same time, I would love to see this series go seven in the Easter Conference Finals. I would love. Like, yeah, I love to Yeah, but, like, this is, like, a very, like, good performance off Embiid, one of his better games of the season. And then this is probably – I would if, – if the Bucks won this game – I would say it makes a strong case for Greek Freak's MVP uh campaign. Like I feel like yeah. this would have been his moment, but it's still a strong case regardless because like the magnitude of the game, like he wasn't going. And like some of the moments, like literally, like when he dunked on Ben Simmons and said he's a fucking baby. Like, yeah. <laughs> like even though he did get boomed on immediately afterwards, but right. still, like that's type of stuff I want to see out of Greek Freak come playoff time. Like, that's the type of stuff I want to see. See, and people think, Pavi, who said, why nobody's, you know, Griffey got like 20 free throws a game. Why nobody saying anything like they said about Hart? Griffey was consistently aggressive, though. Like, he wasn't just, all right, let me casually you a step in the lane, ref call the call. This nigga was fighting in there. He probably should have got more fouls, bro. Like, they they, they were swatting at Griffey, bro. It wasn't like this nigga was just casually doing them. You know, going a whole lot harder to do. But yeah, I look, man. Greek freak is what his name is—a freaking freak, no homo. So like, he 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 deserves all the praise. He deserves all the things that he's doing. Uh, shout out to my fantasy team because uh, it's lit right now. But um, it's just his dominance, yo. And you can tell it really missed. They missed Brogdon because what we tell you. The niggas couldn't stop J.J. Reddick from shooting. We were saying that. We were saying that uh, day at work about like, um, like when 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 Rodney go out on work, said, "Look, J.J. Reddick, you gotta have somebody chase J.J. Reddick around." And nobody was J.J. Reddick in it in the Butler because Jimmy also yeah. a day in there dropped thirty tonight, and he was quiet. Yeah, quiet. Like, he had a very quiet game. Did his thing. Quiet. So um I I, I like the Bucks, but I like Philly more, so I was looking for Philly to win. Um but it's just a pure basketball affair. That was that was beautiful to see. Yeah, like just that watching like game. the super highlights, like that was a very entertaining game and like Yeah. Like that's it makes me happy to see Greek Free come out in a game like this. Like this is one yeah. of those games where it's like we need like the Bucks gonna need him to play like this. Come playoff times because you're gonna lose Brockton. And since, in case you don't know, Malcolm Brockton has a slight t- plantar. F- Do you know how to pronounce that, G? 
Okay, I'm going to try to <laughs> pronounce it as best as I can because I can't say the last part. But he has a slight tear of plantar fasciitis in his feet and yeah, his foot. Yeah, I'm close enough. So he has a slight tear in his foot with plantar wool out the bail. And pretty much that's cost him like six to eight weeks. And if just by looking at the month in itself, because I think playoff basketball starts next month. Uh, so, like, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six. Let's say he's out of definitely, bro. He's not coming. Yeah, but they also gave a time frame, too. So, like, I read they six to eight weeks is the timetable. So, bro, that, I don't think he's coming. Yeah, I, if, since they said slight tears, a good chance he could come back. Like, like, he may tough it out. And all of that, if he if he wants to rush, but like the timetable is six to eight weeks. The out and definitely is scary, but I feel like he's going to have to come back. Like I feel like he may end up coming back solely because it's the playoffs and all of that. And mm-hmm. you never know, like when you're gonna get a chance like this, especially how wide open the East is. So, so that's just my thing, and I think it, yeah. So yeah, like. It's very important for him, but like I feel like the earliest he come back will be like April twenty second, which is I think they'll be still in the first round, in the first round, early second round, but the latest being like May twelfth, May thirteenth, which is like the second round, end of the second round, depending on how long go like Eastern Conference Finals. So, regardless, it's a big blow, and it's gonna be interesting on like who will step up because I see that they went with a starting lineup of Nico at small forward. And um, Chris Middleton at the uh, two, which I'm not mad at. And your boy, you said you thought they were going to play Tony Snell more. He actually only played eight eight minutes. Yeah, it is. And I guess Pat Connaughton, I'm surprised he's still in the lead. He got bulk of the uh, two-guard minutes at uh, 24 minutes off the bench. So... It's gonna be real interesting on how they handle their two guard situation during uh for the rest of the season. Because I don't really like the only person I feel like who could bring the defensive energy that uh Brockton could bring it is George Hill in my book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not definitely. Nah. But uh I, I I agree with you. I told you what you're saying. I just I don't want them to rush anything. This like if I if this if it's any season I know you know getting to Eastern Conference would be big for Milwaukee. But if there's any season to goddamn rest things and say I mean don't rush things, it's this season, my nigga. Because yeah, we're talk about it. I don't know what we even gonna talk about it later. Go to state. Really don't give a crap about what anybody's saying. They so don't, um, <laughs> this is my counter argument. You don't know if Chris Middleton's coming back next year. So, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. with Like, where I look at it is, like, for Milwaukee, they haven't – I don't think they sniffed a finals since Kareem was there. That's like, they've been competitive in the 80s, but they never made the finals and all of that because, hey, shout out to Philly and Philly uh, and um, goddamn Boston and the Pistons. So, like, I'm pretty sure, like, yeah, if they do make to the finals, that's a big deal for them. But, like, if they don't, yeah, like, if you make the Easter Conference Finals, that's a big deal. But, like, I feel like if you want to go all in, this is the season to go all in because 
you don't know if you're gonna keep Chris Middleton next year. That's the that's the question mark as a whole. That's why I'm saying like if Brockton do if Brockton does come back, like I wouldn't be surprised if he does. Like solely because you wanna he's probably looking at it like, look, man, we don't know one of these guys is gonna come back next year, who's a very big part of our team. Like that's our secondary score at the end of the day, so Oh yeah. Uh breaking news. Byron Scott is high top god dog Nike's on. I might lose this game. Mm. Oh yeah, Brian Scott yeah. is on that goddamn team too. Nice. Yeah, so, okay. so that's unfortunate. But yeah, so like it's Bro, I'm... What the... <laughs> But uh let's move on to uh the Warriors. So the Warriors the other night said, um, yeah, uh F you to the uh OKC Thunder. F you F all of y'all and Y'all thought y'all thought we was washed. Y'all thought, oh yeah, somebody's gonna get us up out of here. Y'all crowning the goddamn Denver Nuggets. Oh, I heard I heard y'all have big hopes for this damn OKC team. Without Kevin Durant, they got in that ass. Like literally. Like literally. I'm pr- and most above all, our boy Russell Westbrook literally got that ALG. Like like he got that LG. Like I feel like this was him the whole time. Every time he saw Clay Thompson. God damn them! God damn them! God damn them! God fucking damn them to hell! Literally, I'm pretty sure that was my man's rush. That man was getting locked up by Clay. Bruh. And whoever else was in front of him, but I feel like Clay did a bulk of the job. Let me find that stat real quick. <laughs> um, oh, like, I know I got it. I got it on my uh, Twitter. Uh, it, so was, uh, it was three, three, three rebounds, three assists, uh, one no one block. I don't a know foul. what the percentage is though. A foul. Um. What was the uh zero for twelve from field Ooh. goal zero zero from six from the three point line? Oof. Zero for twelve. Ooh. That's pretty starting to get a lot of PG. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was this was really, PG. It, think, Hold on, I this was Paul that, George though when uh <laughs> when he saw uh, Clay defending Russ. You know the thinking to myself, man. <laughs> what did he do to make them niggas that mad? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was Ben. He was like, when you realize Russ don't play the Warriors well unless you see KD on the court, so it's an automatic loss, bro. Because, like, too. It, it, it showed, bro. Like, this nigga couldn't. Bro, I was watching that game. Like, you, I took that game as soon as I got and, uh, yesterday. And I was, you know, this nigga out here playing boo boo. <laughs> he was, they was, they defended him so well. They didn't go for any of them. And also, them goddamn niggas wasn't making shots either. But like, it's easy, easy to stop OKC, especially if you're a good, a good smart team like goddamn the Warriors who don't bite for everything. Like they don't, they don't bite for all the like the, you know, Russell Russell Westbrook does a lot of drive and kicks. They doesn't they don't bite for that. Dude. And having um, Boogie Cousins Boogie Cousins is not intimidated by Stephen Adams 
So that helps. Because I feel like a lot of sinners are intimidated by Stephen Adams. And he just out today that I believe the OKC leads the league offensive rebounds. Because niggas are intimidated by Stephen Adams. So seeing that, I just think like, I think like, with even though o- uh, DSW, Florida State, bench is still trash. The fact that they never traded back down with Sean traded him right after the second trip. Um, it's they they started last to cover everything so well. And it shows that you could bring Kenny out, you could bring a person like Kevin Looney out, and you could bring like Kevin Looney out and have Draymond play uh small four, and it's like nothing will miss a beat. It, it, it's it's amazing, bro, and how that team is ran. And it just goes to show, like, not only not only not only is they just a team that's stacked, but also a team that's coached very well, bro. To the part that everyone knows their role, G. And I feel like a lot of teams don't have that. Like, a lot of teams don't have that identity. We know all that, they, and, it, and they play. With, I love toys. That's ball. Spoiler alert. They play with so much ease. Like, and, and don't, they, 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 I know that old saying, well, pass up a shot to get a better shot. That is so freaking true. Because every shot they passed up last night was a, if it even go in, a better shot. And Steph Curry is a walking cheat code during those situations anyway. So, it was, it was a beautiful, bro. It was such for OKC, bro. The Warriors said, that was a beautiful basketball. Clay, Clay, and, and Clay Thompson. Favorite warrior, he just did his thing, though. He just did his thing. That's why I, I man, I'm telling the Lakers journey so bad, so the, the Lakers fans can stop crying. But man, <laughs> I, it's yeah. In the Bro. like, as I'm looking at like the stats, like it wasn't like the Warriors really shot well at for three anyway. No, never mind. I take that back. They're 15 for yeah, my... <laughs> But I think they hit eight but, in the first quarter. Mm. But like Clay and Steph themselves, like they wasn't like shooting that well. Never mind, I take it back. Steph shot 12 threes and made five. That's 41%. That's really goddamn good. But Clay was three for eight. But like, regardless, I'm pretty sure each of those threes hurt. Draymond made his threes. He was three for four. Exactly. Like, and like, was sucking the life out the- yeah, like that's, that's frustrating. But like, when you say like, the Warrior, like, one thing, like, I know you get a hard time about the Warriors bench, but, like, the fact that, like, Kevin Looney's been there, I think, since the first championship. I think they dropped him out to the first championship. And then Sean Livingston's been there. Like, he he can't mess up because he knows his role and he knows his responsibility in that offense. Quinn Cook been there for a couple years now, so he understands what it takes. Jordan Bell, even though he his playing time is so inconsistent, he knows what he has to do. And so it's like when you play, like the only one who's really kind of new in the rotation is uh, uh, Mc, the, uh, Alfonso McKinney. And shout out from him. He's from the crib. But, mm-hmm. like, he's the only one new, and he fits in effortlessly. Yeah. Like, he gets, like, literally, he'll play, like, 10, 17, sometimes 20 minutes a game and still give you solid production. Like, he knows, like, no, he knows not to do whatever he's not supposed to do. Play good basketball, <laughs> make the most out of those 20 minutes that you play. 
And like that's the sole purpose because regardless, you're going to be on the court with at least one or two of the stars. At least one. So it's like, and if you're with Steph, he's one of the most unselfish but also most dangerous weapons on the floor. So like everybody's going to be like, shit, focus on him. So like that's why like watching them hoop, like as much as I hate the fact how dominant they are, and it's maybe yeah, because yeah. they whoop LeBron's ass, but it's like watching <laughs> them play basketball is literally the right way with swagger. Yeah. It's like the Spurs during it's like the Spurs during from like twenty make sure I'm getting my ears right. Twenty twelve through twenty fourteen. They played the right way and they'll beat your ass. But the difference is the Warriors do that, it's more exciting, though. That's the yeah. thing. It's just a lot more freaking exciting. And, like, I can't knock them. Like, you can't knock it. And it's just fact also that you have freaking four all-stars who know, who, like, literally, like, if they decide to pass up that shot, it's like, well, I trust this person to make that shot because, literally, he's just as good as I am in my book. Man. And God and God forbid KD's on the floor. And literally, they did this. Without, this was literally classic Warriors just with Boogie in place last year. Who would have thought that a team with two of the best, arguably second best small forward, a fantastic defender, and one of the best centers we've seen in 10 years would make a fantastic team? Who would have thought of that, bro? Who would have thought of that, dude? Yeah, I wouldn't. I would have. I would have thought of that. Literally, like the chemistry, and that's what makes like the chemistry so well. Like, like literally, like you said, there's a rumor that they may get Melo for the playoff start. Please, solely because like I just want to see Melo in a winning situation. I want to see Melo get a ring. And thing is, though, I feel like Melo will work on this team. He helps with the bench scoring. That's more minutes for KD to rest. That's more minutes for Clay to rest. That's more minutes for Steph to rest. Hell, Melo play some powerful. That's more. That's some time for Draymond to rest. So it's like he'll fit. He'll know his role. They'll welcome him in. Shit, <laughs> like. But yeah, but like, this leads leads to the uh, main topic of why I want to bring the Warriors up. Is there a chance they may sweep the sweep the West? Heck yeah. Like, literally, like, the more I think about it, the more I think it's possible. Yeah, the only team, they only, they did, they swept the, last, uh, the, um, the 16 in one year. They can do it again. Yeah, they, yeah, they almost did it. They didn't do it last year. It was the year before. Like, when they beat. Yeah, they swept, yeah, yeah they swept them. And now, that team wasn't even, like, that was, they fucked go around with, and they swept them niggas. Yep. They lost one time. Mm-hmm. So like, and then last year was just more of every team legit trying to come at their throat, and also I'm pretty sure they was bored a lot until they seen the Rockets. So, like, bro, this team is not missing a crunch time shot. Not missing crunch time shot. Somebody gonna have to get in. Mm. And the ball. So, um. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, like as I'm looking at the standings, like more likely they're gonna get the Clippers first. You know, right now, like it could be the Clippers or the Clippers or the Jazz, and the Jazz will give them some go 
but they're going to get their ass swept. I'm sorry. That's like, a death. That's a definite sweat, and I hope Rudy Gobert puts as much effort into crying as he did as he as he did about not being an All Star. And also, uh, I just want the Warriors to sweep. I just want the Warriors to beat the Jazz ass, especially when at home. I want that Jazz f- fan base to suffer solely because that they're a piece of shit fan base, but also on top of it for literally trying to be uh, literally caping for a racist fan. Because there is jazz fans out there that is very upset that that fan got banned. So y'all can kiss my ass and hold my nuts. But do shout out to Rudy Gobert and uh, my man's uh, Donovan Mitchell for at least speaking up in, uh, for Westbrook. Because if y'all didn't say a thing, oh man, I was going to get real disrespectful. Yeah, alright, I'm going to get disrespectful was. this motherfucker. But that's why I left the yeah. topic on the topic list solely because like literally, but uh-huh. literally because it's not worth the energy. And Russ won, even though I feel like uh, I'm pretty sure that fan laughed when we saw Russ stat line last night. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, but I kind of hope the uh, the Jazz fall off to eight solely because I want Golden State to beat the daylights out of them. I, one, I don't. Go- okay. Okay, Steve still needs that redemption. No, I want the Warriors to whoop their ass. No, I want the Warriors to do it. Like, they don't deserve to at least have. I don't want the Jazz fans to have an enjoyable playoff series because they may win a game or two against OKC. That's the thing. I want them to suffer. And what better way of suffering is by going against Golden State in round one and you get your ass kicked and go to, at, at Utah where you lose by 20 every night. That is, That's the best way to do it, G. Like, they don't deserve a, a fun series in the first round. They don't. They don't. So I'm sorry. Like I understand, maybe next year, but this year, no, nah. Senate franchise to Seattle ASAP. But yeah, so like, whoever they get in the first round, gonna get slapped. And then they get the winner of probably whoever between Portland, OKC, and the Rockets, depending on how that goes. And if they get Portland, that's a sweep. I think the Rockets may take one. May take one. Uh, yo, I, I'm sorry. I think I think go to state just like they want to prove something in Cleveland. They gonna shift that to the Rockets, bro. Like you remember, like when they swept Cleveland, they said they wanted to sweep Cleveland. Like That's that was their goal. That's I true. think they gonna do the same thing with the Rockets, bro. Like I, think, yeah. I understand the Rockets won some regular season games, but that's regular season. One of those so, was lucky though. <laughs> that was the luckiest yeah, shot ever. But yeah, but knowing the Warriors, they pro- I'm pretty sure they want the Rockets in the second round. And then literally, if even if they don't get the Rockets in the uh, second round, I believe that the Rockets will beat Denver if they meet. And oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. So with that being said, they probably whoop their ass regardless. But I feel like they have a good chance of sweeping. It's a good chance. Like, the only team I feel like that will give them some go is still OKC in my heart. It's just it's just the fact that KD will be on the court. <laughs> KD is going to be on the court, so Russ will have great games. But also, I feel like that was more of a wake-up call for OKC as well, which is like, hey, uh, niggas, <laughs> uh, yeah, they whooped y'all ass. Uh, you want to get it together, please? Thank you. <laughs> But I still believe they can give them go, 
but it's going to be more on the fact like like they're still built to at least take them to at least a game six and plus the rust factor but it is what it is when it comes to that so uh let's move on to i really don't feel like slater and paul pierce right now so he kissed my ass but the fact yeah, that you it. said that you're more clutch than clay thompson g you need to literally get itself. off your high horse just a real, real cool dude. Your bumpy pop. Say it again. You single on a trade that you went to single hand. You you call yourself a Celtic. You came for the Celtics all the time. They traded you for a bag of chips. That's some draft picks. And then your trade shifted into make a team. One of the worst teams ever. I don't care if I did. I did they, they made the playoffs the first year. Like, then they, they made it the watch. first year, and LeBron swept them niggas. <laughs> so, yeah. And we're going to keep it G. Joe Johnson was the best player on that team. Yeah. But, hey, this is y'all. Y'all just don't want to believe the truth. Y'all don't. <laughs> you don't want to believe it. That's y'all when it comes to Paul Pierce. <laughs> He's not the truth. But... I want to talk about college basketball. So the tournament, the NCAA March Madness tournament starts, uh, I believe, um, let's see, when's the, uh, the get-in games? Uh, I believe it's the fourth, I mean, not either Wednesday or Thursday. Either, I think they're Wednesday night. So those are there's two play-in games where the, uh, they give two trash teams a chance to get in because they failed to do what they had to do. And they believe in them for some stupid reason. But the tournament this itself starts Thursday, Thursday, all day Thursday, all day Friday, and throughout the weekend, and then we we'll the bam. So Daytrust not really into college basketball itself. I'm not mad at them. Like college basketball is tough to watch at times. It really is. And there is a small sect of people that are very vocal about this that believe, oh, college basketball is better than NBA. And for you type of people. Please. That's because Please. they don't have a sports team in the city. The only That's reason you said that. Very, very true. That's your own fault. That's nobody else's. Mm. <laughs> That's very, very Living true. in Arkansas and stuff like that. <laughs> they play harder. Yeah. Right. They play harder. They play a check when they leave. Exactly. <laughs> or the check that they already got, allegedly. Lay <laughs> up. Bahamas watching his game because Duke gave him that goddamn rack. Mm. <laughs> He's like, we go, but we not gonna give a cash anything you want. Just say that we are bad for. Mm. We won't leave no trails. But yeah. So with that being said, um, the tournament starts. We will try to. Well, I know I will give uh takes because I this is like the most I'm always invested in college basketball, and I'm sure Detroit will try as well, but. This is yes, probably sir. one of the best tournaments to look forward to because Zion is literally on a tear and Duke is on a tear them damn selves as well. After take after Zion's grand return during the ACC tournament, where I think he has the now the record or close to the record of most points in a ACC tournament. It's kind of scary for that uh for uh, uh the, everybody they go against. That's all I'm gonna say. Very very scary for that man. And for any team and all the poor white boys that they're about to face in the first two rounds as well but 
So just to give you guys an idea who is the big teams who are the favorites, Duke is clearly number uh is gonna be the big 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 fa favorite. So it's because like they've been the best team in the country consistently, especially when Zion was on court. And then the second would be Virginia, even though I feel like they're the the uh the media uh analytic favorite in my book. I don't really believe in Virginia. Last I think mean, last year or the year before they got they lost they were the first number one seed to lose to a sixteen seed. That is embarrassing in itself and they gave them a number one seed again. But most of the number one seeds are favorites. Gonzaga is always is always really good. They always make it deep into the uh tournament. Uh they have a really solid team this year. I think they beat Duke early in the season if I recall. Like early in the season, but but at the same time, that was them, them little niggas on Duke was still learning. But Gonzaga always has a good team. They're always well coached. They don't really have no freshmen. I think they have one or two that's really solid. But Gonzaga is one of those teams that's always built around upperclassmen. And that kind of helps in the tournament in itself, especially in the early rounds. That's why you see upsets of, like, good teams get eliminated by, like, random seven, eight, six seeds solely because they got some – Upperclassmen who are actually 20, 21, 22, 23 years old going against niggas who are 18 and 19. That's a huge gap in terms of uh, adult maturity, especially physically. So that's just something to point out. But Gonzaga is always one of those teams. They're well disciplined. They always got shooters. Always got shooters. And that's big in college as well. So uh, so Gonzaga's a favorite. I already mentioned Virginia's a fake contender. And North Carolina, who I feel like don't deserve number one in my book. It should be. It should have been Kentucky, or even Michigan State possibly. But North Carolina has also a good team. They gave Duke some go every time they played against them. Even though two, two of the three games wasn't Zion was not on the court. So that in itself, I feel like would have made a difference. And I feel like those Duke wins elevated them to a number one seed. But they are a solid team in itself. But uh, teams to be on the lookout for would be Kentucky, of course. And they, they are actually in the same uh, bracket as North Carolina. And I, my favorite right now would be Kentucky to leave. Just so you guys know, Kentucky always has a group of young niggas. But this year, I think it's the first year where Calipari actually has a good mix of first year, second, and third year players since the team that had Cat, uh, Devin Booker, and uh, – What's that man name? Them Harrison twins and uh, who, what's the center on the uh damn uh Kings name? Willie Collinstein. There we go. So, like Kentucky is is like a personal favor for me uh to come out that conference that bracket. Uh, somebody a team to look out for in terms of like that may come out of nowhere is still Murray State in my book. Uh. They're also in the same bracket as uh, North Carolina and Kentucky. Solely because John Morant may literally be so damn dominant. I feel like he has potential to pull a Steph Curry type performance solely to help build his draft stock and also just to prove that he is probably better than Zion coming into the draft, which is still a reach to even come out of my mouth. But it is still something to look forward to. In a way, because his performance this tournament may make or break whether or not he becomes a number one pick. So, something to keep in mind about that. 
and they're going against Kansas State, and they got a really good score, too. I forgot his name, but dude is averaging like 25 in itself. And for any player that averaged over 20 points in college basketball, for some reason, it's freakishly tough. So that's a big deal that John Morant is averaging, a, I think he's averaging 20 and 10, and the dude on Kansas State is averaging like 25. So shout out to them niggas, because I don't think, I think the last dude to legit average 20, like, the mid high twenties in college basketball was uh Mike Beasley. Uh, let's see who else should be. Tennessee is gonna be another team. I feel like people gonna overrate. Don't put too much stock in Tennessee. They got their ass kicked in the championship SEC uh tournament to uh tonight. Don't I don't believe in Tennessee. Uh, if you want to pick a team that has nice jerseys, feel free. Bright orange. Deal what you got to do. But I don't believe in them. Uh, I've like honestly like Virginia really has probably like a very easy road to come out to the final four for them but because like I don't really believe in any of these teams like honestly VCU who's always really goddamn good they're the 10th seed in their bracket for all I know they may come out because literally VCU is always goddamn good and they somehow sneak into the sweet 16 every other year and then going back to Gonzaga's uh, bracket, uh, they they probably got one of the toughest brackets because, like, Syracuse is in here, and Syracuse is a really solid team. They gave uh, Duke some go. And then uh, Florida State is a solid team as well. Louisville's in there, and Michigan State. Like, they have a tough bracket. To really go against, and I, my favorite is gonna be. All, I I don't ever go against Michigan State. Mi- Michigan State is always freaking good. Uh, well coached. Tom Izzo's one is probably like the second or third best college coach ever. So, well, at least in the modern era, let's put it that way. So, be on the lookout for that comp. Like, if you in terms of like a surprise out of there, because there's a good chance Gonzaga may not come out. And then back to Duke's bracket, like. They also kind of have an easy road. Kansas is in here. Kansas has been very iffy this year. Like, they're a four seed, but it is what it is. Like, I think they got a bunch of injuries that I heard. And also, there's rumors that uh, their coach, Bill Seth, self, is linked to the Chicago Bulls at the end of this season. That's just rumors from a very horrible source. But it's still something to be mentioned. Because solely because the fact that um I'm solely because this uh case building up in Kansas, I forgot for what exactly. But normally when that happens, that means uh the coach is about to dip off somewhere or he's gonna get fired. More likely, he's gonna just dip off before he gets fired so he can keep his money. But yeah, I don't really believe in Kansas. Villanova might be the only legit team that will give Duke some go if they make it. If anybody was to take Duke out. Villanova is another one. I think they won back-to-back, actually. Or not, they went to -to back-to-back national championships. They won one. And Villanova is always a really good team. Uh, Their coach is one of the best coaches in college basketball as well. And on top of it, like like I always say, they're very disciplined. They shoot. They they have a good mix of white boys who will out-hoop you. (laughs) And and I'm not saying that to be funny. They will out-hoop you, G. And they have a mix of niggas. That, that balance out with them really got damn well. So, like, they're going to be a tough out for any team they go against. And 
they honestly might knock uh, Kansas out in uh, the round of 32, honestly. Michigan's also here, but I don't really believe in Michigan basketball. They're a football program, first always to me. But um, they got a solid team. They uh, they lost to Michigan State in a Big Ten championship this year, uh, this tonight. But they're a solid team. I don't believe in them, no, not really. But so yeah, so those are just quick, basic my takes on who to look for. I said I do more of my googles on all these goddamn teams so I can do my brackets and hopefully win some money this year. But if you enjoyed that, and if you do want to, uh, do anybody brackets? You say that again. I couldn't hear you. Do anybody ever get the bracket? Like a perfect bracket? There's been people. Yeah. I remember one year I was super close, super freaking close. Like I make like four brackets, like on like I do like ESPN and a Yahoo one. And one of my ESPN ones was super close. And I was mad as hell. Because I think... I forgot who lost. I think I was big on Louisville uh, that year. And they lost to somebody that I didn't expect them to lose to. Like, it's super hard because, like, it's always going to be upsets. And it's just, like, the fact that uh, with those upsets... And this is a little advice for everybody who's looking to, who's trying to make win money and have a almost a perfect bracket or as close to a perfect bracket as possible, is to like make sure you do your research, especially on the, on the uh, eight and nine seeds, the five and twelves, and the uh, seven and tens. Those ten is always leads to upsets. Also, three and fourteen leads to upsets as well. Like, for some reason, number three seed is kind of like a cursed seed to me. So, if you're looking for upsets, it's always in those uh, matchups. And, but it's always, like, one or two teams that that literally come out of nowhere. And it's just, like, doing your research and seeing, like, who they went against. How well did they do against, like, some of the best teams? Like, did they win? Or was it, like, a super close game? And something like I always I mentioned earlier if you're going to look into like a up like that super upset team that may make the sweet 16 or the lead 8 most of the time those teams are very good defensive teams and they shoot their ass off and they're extremely disciplined that's the thing discipline matters a lot in college basketball more than anything because like a lot of players like once they one and done most of the time most of them are one and done so like most teams are super young. Most of the best teams are super young. So, like, a lot of times the best teams do get upset now solely because they lose some more disciplined teams that got upperclassmen, once again, who are also, like, more mature physically above, like, most freshmen Think of, when you think about it. So, look into, like, whether how good of a shooting, shooting team they are and also how well, like, how well they did against, like, top 50 talent. Like, so that way you just have an idea if you're looking for an upset in, like, that Cinderella-ass team. Because last year was Loyola, and one of, and I had them going to, like, the Sweet 16 in one of my brackets. And they actually made it to the Elite 8, I believe. So mm. I was, like, close to actually being accurate on that. And that was just me being, like, you know what, they they from the career. Let's just see what happens. So, but, yeah, so 
that's college basketball talk. That's probably the most we talked about college basketball all season. But uh, I'm pretty sure you yourself, Daytrail, want to have want to have a moment to talk about Zion and how freaking godly he looked uh, when you saw some highlights. The nigga looked at cold. Hey, enough said. <laughs> but yeah, like he's cold. he's been looking like a beast since he's been back and. Also, oh, y'all gotta hold that L telling that man not to wear Nikes no more. Y'all goofy as hell for saying that, G. Like, but like as if that man ain't about to sign a hundred fifty million dollar Nike contract, and that's the rumor I heard. <laughs> what? Uh, rumor is that he's like Nike already has a hundred fifty million dollar offer right there waiting for him. Bro. <laughs> $150 G. Yes. If that is true. Like I like literally I heard it from another podcast. I I think it was Joe Budden's podcast. Yeah, I was listening to Joe Budden's podcast and they said Nike has a $150 million contract possibly waiting for the man, G. Bro. 100 G. That man's getting a more than some NBA players are making right now, G, as a rookie if that's possible, G. <laughs> nigga can be get traded and still have more money than some of the niggas on his team. Exactly. Like, what the <laughs> Bro, what is this nigga on I hope not, but <laughs> even then, that's $150 million for probably like normally those sneaker contracts last a good minute, but I'm pretty sure they have an opt out clause in case something goes left. But but yeah, so that man really about to literally secure the bag. Shout to shout to Zion, that's true. And <laughs> but let's move on to wrestling. So I don't uh, feel that <laughs> like that's a lot of money. That's a lot of goddamn money, G. But Anyway, this week in wrestling, uh, this week was pretty much a very much a good setup of the card for WrestleMania. Excuse me, WrestleMania in itself. Like we got an idea of like how the card is gonna look, who's going against who. Um, the only thing that's kind of not solidified is uh, like on SmackDown, of course, Kofi. Like at this point, if you don't know, Kofi is gonna go against Daniel Bryan at Mania, but like. You gotta add the story sympathy factor to it all, and uh, Vince McMahon is going to give Kofi his title shot, but he has to beat. He has to go through another gauntlet match and beat Samoa Joe, Randy Orton, The Bar, and Eric Rowan to uh, get the belt. I mean, get his title shot. So, but that in itself is going to be exciting and fun to see. But um, before I we go even further, I want to also sell wrestling Twitter. Get off your goddamn high horse. Well, stop. Get off your damn high chair and stop crying. <laughs> like as Daytra went on his little crying around about the Lakers. I need wrestling Twitter to shut the hell up and stop literally complaining about how they are setting up this storyline. Literally, 
Like literally, y'all thinking Vince McMahon is being totally being racist. You know, yes, it's part of being a character, and yeah, you can't throw it. But like literally, the man is literally making you want to get on board with the fact that Kofi is going has a chance to win the WWE championship. He's giving you a chance. Yeah. The hop on that board. He wants to make sure he's not making a mistake. He's making sure it's like is these fans legit going to be on board for this? Because if not, I could easily just make it a triple threat between AJ AJ Bryan and uh, Randy Orton. I don't want to see that, honestly. I really don't. I just need AJ away from that belt as long as possible. But that is like he had the belt for a year. It's kind of like this, hey, like just that that. distance. Like I want him on TV, but like just distance from it. Like that's what I mean. But but yeah. So I need you guys to just stop. Just stop it, please. And also, like, with any other storyline in itself, like, people legit acted like they were trying to keep Becky Lynch away from Ronda Rousey and all of that. Like, niggas, do you not understand that this is a storyline? If you thought Becky Lynch wasn't going to get that title shot, I really have a condo in the middle of a desert to sell you. I do. So if you really thought that wasn't gonna happen, then you really gotta hold that L. And I just need wrestling tour to just chill, relax, act like wrestling fans. You know that it's a story at the end of the day. If they really did not want to push anybody, they wouldn't be on camera. Easily, you wouldn't be on camera. Plain and simple. That's really all I really gotta say in regards to that. You wanna add on anything to it? I think a wrestling fan. That is the only rumor <laughs> that you should be that it should be any body should be back. That. Uh, anything else? It ha- it'd be like sometimes, but like niggas call this a racist. We about them. Niggas calling this up. Becky and Charlotte be like, like, the only thing you should get out of Seth Rollins don't walk out of Memphis with that championship. If that happens, go ahead and write it. Go ahead and write Down, I'll be playing the Richard Man and all them. Seth Rollins. Tiffany, shut up. Yeah, that's it. But yeah, like, uh, where where's Manny at this year again? Uh, I don't know. I think it's yeah, it's yeah. So they better ride <laughs> if Seth Rollins doesn't walk out with that belt. I'm sorry, right? I don't care if that is, but I don't care if it's the, it's still a couple more matches left. Right? Please. Thank you, but um, but yeah. So uh, Raw. I'm trying to remember what happened on Raw this week. Um, cause I really remember SmackDown. SmackDown was really goddamn good. But SmackDown been the better show for a minute now. Let's just keep it G about that. But uh, Raw opened up with uh the Shield giving a quote unquote final for fare farewell. 
And the reason why I say quote unquote is because a part of me believes Dean Ambrose is leaving. I mean, isn't leaving, but they're really playing it up as if he really is leaving. Because during that segment, he didn't even speak, which is the comical part. Like, he didn't even say a word, which caught me off guard. But regardless of the fact, though, I still believe he's not going nowhere. I believe that he's going to fight Roman at uh, Mania. Ooh. And it's going to lead to a something happening Ooh. in regards to that, where he stays. But he's not going nowhere. I strongly believe he's not going anywhere. And then what else happened? Of course, um, I'm trying to remember everything that happened on that damn show, man. Oh, yeah. Kurt Angle announced he's retiring as well. And, and that we don't know who his final opponent for Mania is going to be. But... His uh, he did fight Apollo Cruz, who I'm pretty sure smiled throughout most of the match. I didn't even watch the match, by the way, but I'm pretty sure he smiled his ass off. And then um, oh, the Batista and Triple H segment where Batista had um extras from the Guardians uh movie watch over him, protect him from Triple H, and we're getting a no holds barred match, and which sounds very exciting, and I hope there's blood. And I need okay. Batista to scream, James Gunn is back as he gets pinned and secures the bag. So, yeah. And then I feel like. Uh, for that, it's best that it is. You said what? I said it's best that it's a. Oh, yeah. I don't want to see too many, too often that they bring at each other. Freaking. That is Batista's retirement. Yeah, it is. It is going to be his retirement match, which I'm cool with. So, it looks like most likely. Next year is going to be. I can't hear you breaking up. Question Do you think Taker. Oh, about Taker? No. I, don't, yeah, I feel like it's. I feel like I feel like if they were going to have anything having to do with Taker, it should have been happened. Like they haven't even teased that he's going to be there. So I I I think Taker is going to take a year off, solely because like you got to remember after Mania they're going to uh Saudi Arabia does not get beheaded again. So. I feel like take they may be saving Taker for that show. And if I'm Undertaker, I'm like, look, I'm probably getting paid to paid more to go there than do Mania and go there. So that's just how I view it. But um But yeah. Also something else that interesting that uh oh yeah, but like let me make sure I'm not missing nothing. Uh let's see. Yeah, I feel like it's everything that interesting that happened on Raw. Like, nothing really major Ooh. happened. Seems like we're going to get uh, Bobby versus Finn at Mania. Very unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Extremely unfortunate. Oh, uh-huh. Demon Finn. I'm not. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They did. Like, they showed him Demon Finn on the art. 
So it's a good chance that's that's what's gonna happen. But yeah, so uh and then SmackDown, pretty much Shane explained why he beat beat up the Miz. I really don't care. And I kinda hope that they put this match in a pre show. I don't care about Miz. I don't that's care. The the uh, Battle Royal Memorial thing, whatever it's called. Yeah, the Andre That's Giant. You did. That's going to be some gas Shane McMahon. They probably going to fight the women's title for the women's title match. Mm. <sighs> Me, uh, Oscar, whoever. I don't even know who Oscar's going to fight. Nobody knows. Like, literally, like, there's nobody. Like the Mandy Rose, she beat, she beat Mandy Rose. She can cost Mandy Rose. Literally kicked the hell out of ass. Like that was, that's still probably one of the, the most fiercest kicks I've seen somebody take. And I seen in wrestling. Let's put it in wrestling because in MMA we've seen some niggas get kicked. <laughs> but, but yeah, that was like shout out to Mandy Rose taking that kick like a G. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed that Randy Orton uh, AJ Styles promo though. That was a really good uh, segment in my book. That was like them just throwing jabs at each other. Like, that was very funny. He said what? He told that nigga he was him mm. in mm. Florida. Mm. Uh, just murderous bodies. Like, literally, they were going at it, G. And they told that man, you're surrounded by the, all the indie darlings and shit, G. I was like, damn. <laughs> it's like damn, but yeah, they, well, they was gonna... they're gonna probably if not Rollins, what you call it? If not Rollins, they probably will have to fight tonight in the match. I mean, match at the night because yeah, it's gonna be Randy Orton. Probably one of all time, mm-hmm. arguably one of. The... We about to get us a bad dog, slobbernighter. Yeah. That's that's has that does have like show still in it. That might literally still show. Like has the biggest yeah. biggest chance to do it. So I won't be shocked. Uh let's see what else happened. Ray Mysterio and our true tag team against Samoa Joe and Andrade. I kinda feel like we're about to get a fatal four way mania again for the US belt. I'm gonna be very mad. Be very upset. We're gonna have- I feel like that'll make it work. I feel like that I'll be cool with a ladder match. I'm just kind of tired of seeing these four niggas go against each other for the belt. But it, if, but, bro, if, it only. I think that's what's wrong with the Like, it, it literally has been two weeks, two or three weeks, and that they fought each other. And we already said we want to see something new. It wasn't that long. I know, but still, G. Wait, it, wait I wouldn't even say. It's like it's, it started way before Fastlane. Like, think back, G. No, so, it did not. I know, but the still, like, in terms of Rey Mysterio Andrade being part of it, though. And then some old Joe forced his way into it. But they won. They won. Who's going to be in the both that's just like best it. Mm-hmm. They came and what's your McCall it? 
Like, I don't, like, I'm, I'm all for it if they want to keep these four niggas feuding. Like, it's, it's better than what we was getting with Sinsuke doing nothing with the belt. That's very so, true as well. <laughs> and, like, I, I, like, I really, that's what we, like, we not letting, we always saying we want better booking. We not letting the booking build itself. Like, already, we, I, I don't, like, fight forever. Like, come on. Like, if we're going to give Tommaso Chomp and Johnny Guy Gotti a few, we can at least give these niggas three months. <laughs> like, I don't say anything about Bobby Lashley and this I don't care. As long as the match is good, they always good. The story always stays, you know, consistent. Yeah, it'd be annoying when Bobby Lashley rapping tag team with Baron Corbin and God darn McIntyre. But if he consistently making himself look worthy of to have it that guy himself. I'm all for it. I'm all for all of that, dude. I don't, yeah, sometimes it do get boring. You might even go a lot of anybody that it gets really, really boring with, uh, with seeing some people going together, especially when they got, like, soul chemistry. But I'm going to keep it up. I, I, man, I'm, I'm okay with what's going on. You know? I'm okay with what's uh, what's happening now. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I just I hear think, you. I I hear just you. think uh, we should let things burn out because as they, as soon as we keep saying, oh, we can some more juggle get rolled up here by Ray Mysterio and then blow. So let's, let's go. I hope we got darn low. See how this goes. That's what I want. Exactly. I hear you, but like my concern is just like, like the matches they put on, like all four that have been very good, whether it's been a tag team form or whatever. It's just mm-hmm. like I said, I just don't want to lose this luster and all of that because yeah. then it just loses value and all of that. That's just my concern. But yeah, so regardless, it's gonna be a really good match. Uh, if if especially they include a ladder because that just means Andrade is going to do some insane stuff, and it may lead to some fun R Truth com- comedy. Might freaking walk under a ladder and do a uh, and start rapping while we know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> mm. What's up? What's up? What's up? Mm. What's up? What's up? Yeah, and then Daniel Bryan went against uh, Kevin Owens and Mustafa Ali. Mm-hmm. Um. Did you hear what uh, Mustafa Ali said that he don't want to be healed because he don't want people to hate uh, Muslims? That's not a bad. I'm not mad at him at all. Like I respect that. I respect it. Honestly, I'm kind of surprised that they don't try to put the United States belt on him before going to Saudi Arabia. Uh I just think I think Mustafa also needs like freaking time to grow. Because um, he's one of those people that's a really good club, but I don't want that to be the only thing he is, you know. Agreed. I definitely agree. Not mad at that because like if he's gonna be put on TV this often, like he does have need to work on more character. Um, but yeah, like because so, right now. So, oh my God, combo to death back to God darn uh, mm. But um, yeah, 
No, I, I'm cool with him saying he, you know, with that stigma about him. Cause that's true. Like every foreign nigga is evil, unless they're like British. It's Even then, the British guys be kind of evil. So, I'm, I'm black. Hey, I think that's a good idea. What you saying? Putting a U.S. belt on a nigga that in any other town in WWE will form as a freaking enemy. So, I I agree with that. Yeah, like I wouldn't be surprised. Like, but. It depends what they want to do with the U.S. belt because, like, they still got two weeks to set up a United States title match. If they're going to do a ladder match, they might as well make it. I wouldn't just to have Kevin Owens and Mustafa Ali do something that doesn't involve the uh on, the uh, Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Because uh-huh. throw them in that throw them in that ladder match because literally just adds at least a couple of fresh faces, and then. Kevin Owens in a ladder match is always entertaining because he dies, and then comes Bruh. back the uh, the next night as if nothing happened. Like, like literally, I never forget. I thought that man was dead because he looked folded up like a freaking chair. He was not moving. I thought he was dead. That was I still that still gives me shivers because I'm like I thought he was dead. That was but awesome sell. That was like. He's a Kevin Owens is a very underrated seller. Like he does a really good job selling. But um but yeah, like if they do want to add them to, I wouldn't be mad cuz like they perform, like at least Mustafa Ali, like he like he, he's very high risk and all of that, of course. So like yeah. I expect to see him do fun things he with a ladder. To do- you said what? Yeah, something. Yeah, something to do a little more exciting than going against goddamn um, random niggas, random mid carters that have nothing better to do for the Andre Giant Memorial. Because if I was to see any of them two in it, I think they would be the favorite. Either like them, somebody like um, uh, Elias. I don't know what the hell they're doing with Drew McIntyre. He'll probably be a huge favorite if he's in it. It'd be something good to run with him as well on top of it. But I think uh, Drew McIntyre, nah. but I think Drew McIntyre might end up winning Money in the Bank too. Ooh. Like he's my favorite to win Money in the Bank this year. Mm. Like, like I wouldn't be shocked. If my dog, you don't know. Um, Stand my God, how you this right now? But yeah, so. But yeah, what so if, that, what but, if, mm-hmm. if I was WWE, this what I, I would totally make the the WWE title title and ladder match to have Mustafa Ali, Kevin Owens, um, Kofi, Kevin Owens, Kofi, uh, all, and Dan Bryan all fight for the belt. In a title match, that that would be my. I think that would be absolutely amazing. I'd I mean, I, that. it's just, a good way to. It, I, and Kofi's weird, of course, but you know, I think that'd be seeing D. Bryan. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. 
Shout out to that impact test that that nigga's gonna have after the match. If they did do it, I would like that. It's a good way to keep Dan Bryan strong, and also like, yeah, I, like I wouldn't be mad, but I feel like what they're trying to do is just legit have Kofi have his moment alone. Yeah. So, which I'm not mad at at all. And so, yeah. Yeah. So, but I feel like that's it for this week. Um, nothing really happened in UFC this week, as far as I know. Uh, I think that's happened today. Or my daughter, Darren Till. Darren Till is the guy who fought Tyrod Wood before Tyrod Wood got beat up. Yeah, I remember um, that match. Uh, yeah, so Hard my is from the he's from Florida, so he's the real real nigga. So he's on the real nigga side. Shout out to him. He's black. He's Mexican. Shout out to him. Cool. Um, yeah, that's. I think that's it. Yeah, nothing really else. It's been a lot of UFC fights. Uh, I think uh, since the they, since they signed the ESPN uh, deal, I feel like it's UFC every goddamn weekend. Yeah. Uh, also, um, the Black Beast. Like, I think by TKO. Mm. Yeah. So I feel sorry. Mm. And then nothing really happened. All right. All right. So that's an episode on that note. So appreciate you guys for listening. Of course, uh, follow the Threes from the Ring Twitter page as well for our basketball wrestling takes. I feel like we got to do a little bit better job with the wrestling aspect, but working on it. Just basketball is just lit right now, and you know, wrestling itself is lit right now too. It's just got to do a better job, just keep you guys informed with that. But, but yeah, um, but yeah, follow the Threes from the Ring Twitter page at 3S from the Ring, of course. And then make sure you like, subscribe the uh, Sound SoundCloud page as well. No Chill Media for all No Chill uh, Media content that involves threes from the ring and Black Talks of the Culture, which we have a Captain Marvel review dropping this week for. And also, if you want to listen to old episodes of No Chill on the Podcast, which are still very funny and relevant, still check those out. But um, appreciate you guys for listening. Much love. And peace. Peace out.